It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good evening, Bucks fans. We are back. It is Real Bucks Talk. I am Michael Plus. Joined as always, Mark Ramirez. And man, it's uh, it's getting close. We are getting very close to the start of training camp. We're only, I think, a weekend away. Next weekend, it will officially start. So yeah, a lot of good things happening. Obviously, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Back-to-back oh, yeah. champions. They celebrated big today. Drunk Cooch was in full action uh, to, today, uh, you know, along with Yanni Gord. So, a lot of great stuff there. But Mark, first of all, how are we doing? How was your weekend? Getting ready to ready for some great football coming up? Hell yeah! It it doesn't even seem like it's right right around the corner. I mean, I guess because we've been been locked in on lightning hockey and just it's, there's like been no stop. I feel like it's been nonstop, awesome Tampa sports stuff, and it's. It's addicting, I guess. But other than that, yeah, great weekend. Just consistent stuff. Yeah, everyone knows I got a baby boy, so it's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of just tending to the family. But, yeah, every Monday we get to talk some Buccaneer football. Hope you guys are ready in the chat with some questions. Jack already got here early. I love seeing that. Ken Smith in the chat as well. Bring the questions. Bring whatever you guys want. But let's let's actually touch more on what the Lightning did and how funny they were trying to uh, copy the Buccaneers over here. Let's check them out. <laughs> Trying about to throw the Stanley Cup right across. Like, just do it. Tom Brady did it. We can do it too. So that's mm-hmm. hilarious in itself. It ended up being getting dented. So that's yeah. also kind of funny. I, I got to bring that up too. Uh, <laughs> then you got old Alex Kaloran over here representing with the championship belt, wearing his own patented uh, Buccaneer jersey. Mm-hmm. Who's the last number seventeen? Uh, well, I mean just Justin, Justin Watson. Yeah. yeah, he's seventeen right now. I don't know who is 17. Be- oh, it really has been an old, t- old G. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's Alex, Alex Kaloran. Kaloran, let's be honest. <laughs> well, that's just some of the fun, kind of cool lightning, bringing Tampa excitement. It's almost like one up. Brady, you got you to match it, right? Brady and the Buccaneers, let's see you do it again. But, yeah, it's always fun. Monday, uh, you're getting feedback in your audio. Oh, is that, is that, is that on my part or is it on Plus' part? Oh. Now are we good? That should be good now. Jack, let me know if we're good down below. That's probably my fault, to be honest. Oh, had extra audio on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jack, I, let me give me a thumbs up if I, if I fix the problem. That was probably me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hearing any echo on my end. So, <laughs> but other than that, plus, how was your weekend? Are you ready to talk some Buccaneer football? I'm ready, man. Uh, yeah, we got the uh, our window coming up for you know what days we can pick to go to training camp. So we're, we're Probably going to try to go, I think, August 1st, the, that Sunday. Definitely going to be there. Um, maybe the day before. So, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of things happening. Like you said, it's been a uh, a nonstop, like just nonstop action. So, you know, it just continues. It's like a 365 cycle, um, but a lot of great stuff happening. I mean, you know, the, congrats again to the Lightning. It's a challenge to you know, Tampa sports to, to keep this going. So I think that makes it, that makes it great. Right, well, yeah, let's see what some things that were going on earlier. Thankfully the sounds good. Thank you guys. Uh, just looking up some of the, I guess, current things happening. Mm-hmm. There's not much buck news besides everyone signed. Everyone's already hyped for the buck season to start, but uh, this is something I kind of caught on Twitter, which is insane in, in itself. The freak that is Tristan Wirfs over here doing some freakishly things. Just check it out here. Hopefully it's not too loud. There you go. So 6'5", 345. This is 48 inches. Does he got it in him? Uh, <laughs> does it with ease. I mean, Insane. 
he's yeah i don't know where these guys i don't know how they grow like this they just <laughs> you know just not human but yeah that's uh that's pretty cool to see also you know you know the bucks got some Esprit awards so that was nice you know one yeah. uh, best team of the year and you know tom brady nice. winning winning his his award so a lot of good things there um so yeah it just feels like everything is uh rolling right along and just going as planned um you know there really hasn't been any negative news for yeah. for the bucks which is a good sign um it, it, it seems like you know every player is going to be ready to go i i think for training camp so you know that's that's really good to see um there's a video on uh you know jalen darden um you know him working and just running some nice routes so can't wait to see what he's got in store yeah and then be logging to the question if all the draft picks have been signed i know it's not a huge deal and they're signed just curious and yeah i mean they sign drew tryon they sign Kyle Trask. like yeah so pretty much all the yeah the draft wanna, picks have been signed. yeah i want to say every every uh pick has been signed so I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, Jack. Jack says it was him. He had two channels simultaneously going. <laughs> Jack. Uh, false alarms. <laughs> but yeah, I obviously thought it was me because I had music playing on earlier on the on the pod. But uh, so let's one other big news. So this is kind of actually huge. So early on, the Navy kind of said no to Cameron Kinley, and what do you know? They changed their their ways, I guess, or change their idea of what, what the NFL is and what opportunity it is for the guy. And now a new look, same energy. There he is representing the Bucks, big old smile, like opportunity of a lifetime. So let's, let's see. Is it, does he have a shot? What do you think of Cameron kindly? He, he's a big dude. I mean, that's, that's a big uh, defensive back. So yeah, I, I wish him, wish him the best. Again, it's an uphill climb. Um, you know, really it, it's going to be a battle between him, you know, Chris Wilcox and, and others for that, that fifth cornerback spot. Uh, so, you know, I think B Loggins talked about camp battles. That's, that's one I'm looking forward to the, the secondary and, and how they, um, you know, match up and how it falls out. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's got, you know, obviously he's got upside the buck signed him for a reason. So if he doesn't make the team, I, I think most, Excuse me. I think most likely he he comes back for the practice squad. If if not, I mean that's something that's that's hard. I mean that is a long list of guys he's gonna have to go up against. And like you just said, he matches that height, weight, speed kind of scenario that Todd Bowles likes for his secondary mm-hmm. or corners in in general. Six two, two hundred pounds. Right. I ain't bad. I'll be honest. That's a specimen in in itself. Not to mention he's from Navy. That's I saw it just brings you up a little bit even more. So he probably has that competitive spirit big time in him. But yeah, you just drafted a Chris Wilcox. I know it's a late rounder. He's not promised anything. Neither is uh, Grant Stewart or anyone at that low of a position. But still, you have a, a, a whole lot of veterans, a whole lot of just talent in general fighting for the bottom of the roster. And you got to make it somewhere. And it's usually special teams. Is he going to beat these guys out? We'll see. And that's pretty much like B. Logan was saying, like camp battle, that's going to be the biggest battles. The special teams aces, who's going to win gunners, who's going to win certain blocking positions. What's going to happen in that area? Because really the starters, everyone's already set. Both 11 on offense and defense are pretty much set. I don't I don't see anyone really overtaking positions. Maybe it's just the Ronald Jones, Fournette, who's going to be number one. Mm-hmm. But still, like 1A, 1B. But – uh. Let's kind of jump over. So that kind of brings it up to this big point. So on Buccaneers.com, so the biggest, one of the bigger stories here, bring it up. Give me five bucks who will produce more in 2021. So this is kind of one of the big stories I wanted to kind of touch on. So if you look into it, who will they be? Number five, if you guys haven't noticed, we put Antonio Brown out tonight and it's doing pretty well. If you guys liked it, let me know. Uh, where is he? Uh, oh my gosh! For what was his uh, name in the chat? Forgot oh, it. Uh, Praj, uh, Praj, Praj P. Praj P. Yeah. Yeah. I would love this video. I pretty much he shared this <laughs> Ontario Brown video nonstop. But 
Terry Brown, they put at number five for most to do more. So what do you think about Antonio Brown? You think he's going to do more? Obviously, right? He only played in eight games. Yeah, I think his production obviously is going to go up. Um, you know, what did, what did he have in eight games? He had like almost, what, 500 yards? or Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, you, you have to think that's going to definitely increase, uh, whether that be to, you know, 800, maybe 1,000 yards. Again, 17 games, you're going to see a lot of receivers with 1,000-yard seasons just because there's more, um, you know, more possibilities, more chances, more opportunities, et cetera. So, yeah, I think A.B., he's going to be just fine. And, again, he's going to be the guy that's going to be singled a lot. You know, a lot of defenses aren't going to be able to double him. Um, as long as our, you know, top guns stay healthy, again, wide-ass open. So it's going to be a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, How many times do you see it inside our film study? If you guys have seen it. If you haven't, go check it out and then come back. Or, hell, just wait, wait your hour and then go back and check it out. But <laughs> a lot of the times, you send three verticals, who are you going to cover? Who are you going to double? Mike Evans usually gets it. If he doesn't, someone's going to shade towards Chris Chris Godwin. You got Antonio Brown on the other side. Gets it's criminal what they can right. do on offense. So, and last year they were learning on the go. Tom Brady was definitely learning on the go. Antonio Brown, yes, I know he's familiar with the offense, but no one in the offense in itself is he comfortable with. Tom Brady played what two games with uh, when when he's with New England, right? So. And that takes time. I mean, you heard Godwin and Mike Evans talk about their timing and how it was off early and just knowing where to be, when to – even in the film study, you said he ran the wrong route in the Super Bowl <laughs> of all games. He ran the wrong damn route in the Super Bowl, but still Tom Brady made the right decision to get him get on the ball, touchdown. Right. Yeah. So it's – imagine on time, all connected, chemistry, holy hell, what could this offense be? Not only just the offense, but Antonio Brown with – 17 games, not eight. Because he's not yeah. suspended this time. <laughs> yeah, and lastly, I'll, I'll say before we move to the, the next player, I mean, you know, there, there's so many coverages you can play on defense. So, like, if a defense wants to play, like, a quarters coverage where they have, like, four dropping back deep, you know, we're going to just beat them underneath. Uh, you know, if you want to play man defense, we're going to beat you that way. You know, there's, there's not a lot of things you can do unless, you know, you find a way to get – um, yeah, exactly. Unless you find a way to get after Tom Brady quickly. Um, and really when that happened against us, that was really the only way you could stop us. Um, it was either that or, you know, some type of turnovers or, you know, whatever it may be penalties. So yeah, lots of fun, but yeah, let's roll to the next player. Cause I think this player is going to be even more wide open. So it's like, what do you do now? Number four, OJ Howard. I completely agree with this one, but touch on it more. This is the biggest one. It is the biggest one, and he's the X factor. I mean, if if he can find a way, and again, unfortunately, this has been his problem, just staying healthy. If he can just stay healthy, be out there on the field, and continue to make that progress that we saw, you know, in, in weeks one through four, and, you know, his blocking got better, his route running was better, everything was coming to fruition for him. So it could be – uh Really fun to watch him and take that next step into the conversation of being a top five tight end possibly and and get that type of contract that he wants. Yeah, everyone saw at the beginning, OJ looked like Tom Brady's favorite target. I mean, it started from the Saints game week one. He would almost force feed him, just throwing it low, just targeting him every time because he was his blanket. Like mm-hmm. a guy that big, that fast. I mean, if you throw it near him, he's going to catch the ball. It's always been his health. Can OJ stay on the field? I mean, hopefully they do the same thing, kind of spreading the ball around with Gronk, Brate, OJ. Mm-hmm. Find ways to kind of slowly get him involved. I know he's going to want to go full bore, but the dude really is legit. And if he can just stay healthy, you never know what the heck could happen. I mean, I, I'm hoping just a full 17 games, like we said with Gronk last year. Let's see what the heck happens if he does do it. It'll be insane. Every every year he has some incredible play. We're like, how the hell did he do that? It was like a 60 or 50 yard play where no one covered him. Is it because no one covered him or he's just that damn fast and you can't keep up with him? It's it's tough. But um wanted to kind of touch on a couple more before we move on to number three. Eli Loggins was saying about how here it is. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin usually miss a game or two. A B will have to step up at times, missing with number five over there. 
if they miss a couple games, yeah, your number three is Chris or AB, and then your number four is Scotty Miller. Number five is Tyler Johnson. Like, and you never know. Like, where does Jalen Darden fit into there? Mm-hmm. It is literally an embarrassment of riches. It is like Ken Smith said earlier. And uh, where was it earlier? Yeah, Ken Smith said, I want Tyler Johnson out there more. Yeah. I mean, I that was one of my things thinking AB would go because they would want more playing time for Scotty and Tyler Johnson. But the thing is, these guys want to take less and want to win championships. I'm not going to get mad at Tonio Brown wanting to play again on Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not just with mm-hmm. Tom Brady, but for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I love it. Yeah. And I, I think you also have to look at the fact that. You know, you have Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller under contract pass what Tom Brady's going to be here. So you want to maximize that that roster. You want to maximize the, you know, the the make sure you have enough depth to get you through 17 games because it, it's going to be a different process. And, you know, there are going to be potentially more injuries throughout the year. Um, and, you know, you're going to have to find ways to rest guys and watch their snap counts. Obviously you, you're still going to play to win, you know, no doubt about that, but I'm just saying as far as management and load of it, it's going to be something new for everybody. Um, just playing that extra game. It, it takes a lot on you. Yeah. And again, that's why not only will they miss games, hopefully they can sit them just to relax them, just to kind of get their legs ready for hopefully a deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. Because these guys are going to get big numbers. I mean, this, this offense should put up numbers where they can actually sit maybe a second half or at least the fourth quarter where they're up and kind of bring in guys like Tyler Johnson, Jalen Darden to actually just get them more mature. It's almost, I know I'm not going to jinx it. I'm not going to say like this game for them, but yeah. I, mean, I mean, just look at the two guys we just named Antonio Brown and OJ Howard. Those guys are backups right now. They're at the bottom of the like number three and he's potentially going to be number three as well. Mm-hmm. You're talking OJ Howard is a hidden gem right now, and Antonio Brown's number three. That's crazy. Like potential, like Gronk, clear in day number one, but he was not the start of the season last year. Antonio Brown only played eight games and he had to learn the whole time. Mm-hmm. Those two are insane, insane. They, those should be like one and two right there. <laughs> I mean, it's not our list; it's someone else's. Right. But uh, I guess keep going. Number three. What do you think about this one, Leonard Fournette? Is his number three? This is the what is it? Who will produce more in twenty twenty one? What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think that's interesting. I mean, obviously, if, if you get you know playoff Lenny and like Super Bowl Lenny, then you know obviously that's good news for the Bucks because he he ran the ball better. It just seemed like he was more in touch with the offense, more effective. Just you know, not dancing as much, just straightforward, making plays still and being consistent. Um, but yeah, obviously he has an opportunity to be better and produce more. I think that could go for anybody in the running back room. Uh, I think even Rojo can have a bigger year, um, yeah. you know, Keyshawn Vaughn, et cetera. So yeah, a lot of potential uh, for that running back room. And, you know, we've talked about this before. I feel like that's really the only weakness you can really say on this team and not saying it's a weakness, but pretty much like the, really the only question mark of, you know, are these guys going to step up and, and really take, you know, the throttle, um, you know, at that position? Well, one thing you used to mention, I guess it was last off season, was we don't have a guy that can do it all. We don't have a guy that can do a little bit of everything. We have a, a true runner, Rojo, right. at that at that time, who was the only guy that could catch the ball. I guess we didn't really have a guy that could catch the ball. We didn't have Fournette at that point. We just had a guy, a bunch of tricks of the trade. No one really could do everything. And we're like, how the hell can we not find a guy that can just do it all? Right. And now you had a, you know, a Gio Bernard in in here that can, you know, catch the football and and do some things. So, yeah, I mean, that's a position, again, it'll just be, it'll be very interesting to see. That's probably, I know B Loggins brought it up about favorite position battles. That's the one for me. I mean, because really, I jump feel let's jump on the damn gun. Look at you. Yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, that's if that position is successful and consistent, it's going to take this offense to, I mean, heights we've never seen. I mean, I'm talking probably averaging 35 or more points per game. I mean, they might be able to do that anyway, but yeah, I'm just saying with that run game, 
you can do so much more. Especially with Tom Brady's checks at the lines at the line. Just I'm going to run this. For, don't worry. Right. Uh, it's just I I do love the running back room as a t- as a whole. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things they can do. But the thing is, Geo, you almost when you put him in, he's going to be that guy that you know it's going to be a pass, or it's just going to either the passing to him, or he's going to pass block. Rojo most definitely is going to be a run because that's literally what he does. With Fournette out there, yeah. Maybe that's why they put him at number three because he can do a little bit of all. I mean, during the regular season last year, he didn't run at all well, but maybe playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny does come back. We all hope that happens, but I, I'm not going to say he's my number three Like to do more. Maybe they just did that because of his injury as well, how they kind of set him off to the side. But I think if Rojo has his way or Keyshawn Vaughn has that next step, it's going to be hard for Fournette to actually hold on to the position. I know he is a number what number four overall pick, right? Himself, but still, it gets there's a lot of talent in that room itself. So getting your touches is going to be kind of hard to do. But we'll see. Maybe, like you said, the amount of carries and opportunities he'll have, fresh legs. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, I like this. Jack Trudel said 13 days till training camp. Yeah, insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, teams are gonna start up, start up next week. So very, uh, very intriguing. Rojo, thousand yards. I can honestly see it. He was so close last year. Yeah, twenty-two yards away last year, and probably should have got it, but for whatever reason, they they didn't give him the football in the last couple of minutes. So Ken's in here saying two-headed monster it could be three-headed. Never know. Yeah, I mean, all four of those guys are going to get the football, um, and we're going to need every one of them because, again, long season, there's going to be injuries. You're going to need all those guys to contribute. Oh, that's a good point. It will depend on what kind of shape they're in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I want, I want to answer this one really quick. Matt Newmeyer, I think. Do you think Vaughn gets cut? You can take that kind of first. No, I don't think so. I, I Again, I think all four are going to be on the roster. Um Meaning, you know, Leonard Fournette, Rojo, Vaughn, and, and Gio Bernard. So those guys, I, I don't think are going to, they're not going to be going anywhere. And again, Keyshawn Vaughn's your only running back under contract past this season. So yeah. I doubt they're going to cut him. You know, they just invested into him. I think it's a little bit too soon to make that move. I mean, unless he just falls out of his face. And, you know, I, I don't see that happening, though. Well, I mean, look at what you've heard in the offseason. He was training with Tom Brady. He's already knowing who to go with. Like, you want right. to kiss someone's butt, it's Tom Brady, to be yeah. honest. So, BA made a big point about that. Right? <laughs> he's mad about it, but still, like, yeah. yes, you're, you're on the Buccaneers, but who do you want to get the most invested with? And no, you can trust me to catch the ball. You can trust me to hand off the ball to me because I'm going to be reliable. That's your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, right? So, I think I think he's doing all the right things. Let's just see it produce on the field. Again, you need opportunities, you need playing time for that. You got two big dogs in front of you. It's gonna be difficult, but it's what it is. It's iron sharpens iron, and I love it. I don't think he gets cut at all. Like the point you made. We yeah. invested a high pick, third round pick. You don't just cut dry unless that person does look like he's looking like trash. Mm-hmm. And to me, he's doing all the right things. He's a more mature player. I think he's gonna shine moving forward yeah i agree um, he, he, he's he's gonna be one of those you know just glue guys that you, that you gotta have on the roster so yeah, i mean let's see what he does on special teams too mm-hmm. here's probably i think i've made it obvious my favorite guy to do better next year blow out next year number two they have antoine winfield jr yes sir Maybe last year I'll let you get your spiel out there first. <laughs> I, talk because I'm, I, I can talk all day about him, but yeah. yeah. Why junior, the guy, yeah, right. Uh, I'll keep it uh, short and sweet. Just go check out our film study on him on our YouTube channel. Uh, be sure, you know, to, to subscribe if you haven't yet. And uh, yeah, just uh, check out that video, man. It's a lot of fun. We, we talk about just his overall awareness and his ability to be in the right position at all times. And I mean, he he's not even reached the surface of what he can be. And it's going to be really fun to watch him play. 
So I'm going to touch on it a little bit then. <laughs> yeah. So let's realize where he was last year. He was a rookie. He's a really young rookie to be exact. He he's a junior and his dad is one hell of a was one hell of a player and would go over every game with him after the game. So you have a former player, former really pro bowler, really good player informing him on th- on things. Mm-hmm. This guy's a a gym rat, not to mention a film rat. Those are two really good combinations. He's another one where Whenever he was on the field at Minnesota, which is where he went to in college, he produced. He had a couple injuries. When he was on the field, it was nothing but production. Now, this guy had a year or the offseason to sit, talk with his dad, look at the film, understand where he was right, where he was wrong, where he can jump routes, where he can benefit. And then not to mention his front seven is elite. It is tops in the league. I'm going to say that. I'm going to bang the table for that. Our front seven is insane. If your front seven is that good, you can jump routes. You can read it before it's going to happen because you know your guy is going to get home. The pass is going to have to get out fast. And when the secondary knows that, guys like Antoine Winfield Jr., can you see pick sixes. You see tips where you can generate picks for the rest of your team. Insane ability this guy has, athletically, smarts, spatial awareness. He saved us a lot of times as a rookie just being in the right spot. I can't imagine what he can do on a year after that. That's insane. I think he's just going to take a massive jump forward. Right. No, I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Does anyone disagree? I mean, I'll take a disagree. <laughs> I don't know how you could, but yeah, I'll I, don't, I don't really see how he can take a step backwards. I mean, I, I think he's just going to continue to grow and grow. All right. I honestly don't think. Um, uh, Buck, what you heard in the chat, Gene, with Buck, what you heard. So he said he's ahead of the curve. Yes, he is. Antoine Winfield makes the Pro Bowl at year two. Absolutely. I- I'm thinking he's potentially most improved player when he didn't even need to improve that much. <laughs> like he, I, I just think he can do some things where, and it's just not just because of him, it's just because of the defense in front of him, like I just kind of touched on. Yeah. It, yeah. Everyone should get better. So that's going to make him better. And, that's the fun part. <laughs> Sorry. That's why I wasn't reading bedtime stories. He went to bed watching game film. That's pretty uh, fun. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He probably had a, a little tablet and he just watching game tape. Right. Hey, daddy get raised him right, right? Mm-hmm. Love football and enjoy what you do. And he does it. Always has a big smile on his face and his peace sign is going to be on many a Buck fan shirt this season. It's mm-hmm. going to be a calling card. If we win, peace on. Yeah. <laughs> on to the next. Well, then again, the Lightning have the two already. Are we going to get the other? Damn. Let's see. So with everything I just said, this is number one on Buccaneers.com for most to do more. or Who could do more next season? And it is the secondary itself. The Buccaneers secondary. They, they're like, oh, I probably cheated, especially after I commented just saying how they're looking for one guy, but in a whole, they chose Carlton Davis, SMB, Jamel Dean, Mike Edwards, Jordan Whitehead, Andrew Winfield to throw in here as well. But what do you think about that? Do you think they will do more next year? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we've pretty much touched on all the secondary so far in our breakdowns. We have, you know, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean out there, Sean Murphy bunting. We just talked about Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, we have Jordan Whitehead. So, yeah, I mean, those are your starters right there. And, yeah, I mean, I, I feel each and every one of them should improve and get better. Uh, and like you said, we have the top front seven in the league. Yeah, if the front seven is healthy and, you know, going as it should, then, yeah, they should definitely be better because they understand what they're doing uh, and the process is better. So, with that said, I mean, yeah, there should be definitely improvement. And I think this could be a top ten you know, maybe top five defense um, in, in both categories. And, and we haven't even seen, you know, Joe Tryon and what his elements are going to add to this defense. I mean, that's going to be, uh, I think, just another boost because really I think that's one area where this defense struggled is, you know, bringing in an extra third pass rusher, you know, coming in and, and having an impact um, when JPP and Shaq are out of the game. Absolutely. I mean, that, 
that makes me laugh because you did the uh, interview with Trevor Sikama before mm-hmm. the draft, and they were like, "Oh, they're not going to go." He said he's not going to go edge rusher because the Bucks like Anthony Nelson. <laughs> and I'm like, if you've been away from the, the Bucks that long, you're thinking Anthony Nelson is your saving grace for pass rushing? No, I, I like Anthony Nelson too, but I mean. To say he's going to be the guy that can step up if JPP or Shaq go down? Hell no! <laughs> My man! I guess he lost it. He's, he's, uh, Carolina, but he's Carolina Panthers fan now. So I, I, almost, I almost wanted to jump on. I couldn't even talk that day. I tried to get on that live stream. I couldn't talk. Couldn't speak. I lost my voice. Yep. And I was like, plus, what? I was just going to talk something just to get on. And be like, he lost his mind. <laughs> so I'm just saying, true try on, yeah. It doesn't matter if he's not a mature pass rusher just yet. Just the speed alone to be able to win that outside and bull rush that outside, a speed combo, speed power combo, mm-hmm. that's going to allow Jordan Whitehead, Devin White, Levante David to get those A gaps, B gaps easier because oh, yeah. the tackles have to push outside more. Oops. Again, I say that a lot because that's just more opportunities for Todd Bulls to scheme things up. When you see – Anthony Nelson out there, he's not a speed guy. Right. Give Juice Lyon out there. Oh, sh- I got to start leaning back soon. Start leaning back. He's going to come around the end. He's going to bend. He's going to push. He's going to do something to beat. And guess what? That's when a smaller guy can fly in there. You didn't even see him. Uh, that is huge. Uh, that is huge, in my opinion. The defense can take a whole other step forward with a guy like that. And that's not even saying he can do anything. That's just saying based off his athleticism. Mm-hmm. And we're not even depending on him. But I'm just saying it's. That is, it could potentially be a big step forward. Let's see in the chat. Drew Tryon is two great guys learn from. Absolutely, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sikama def- <laughs> defected. Dope. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tryon's raw. He just needs a polished technique. Watch JBP and Shaq. They could turn him into a slayer. Yeah, and it's that's, again, the benefit of drafting him at the position we did. He can learn. And if you've seen his interviews, dudes are professional already yeah such a young age touch on it more plus well i was just gonna say like if he can take that kind of leap that you know tristan Wirfs did last year i mean we we thought Wirfs was gonna come in and we were like okay he'll do okay he'll do enough you know to be good and you know we didn't expect the jump that he took i mean it was from just from training camp and he was ready to go by the first game of the season i mean if Tryon can do something like that where he comes in, has the training camp, has the preseason games to really hone in on what he needs to do. And obviously he's going to get a lot of playing time in those preseason games. I mean, they're probably going to work him exclusively. So yeah. if he can take that kind of leap in just a couple of months, like Tristan Wurst or even Antoine Winfield, well, Winfield was probably, he was ready to go from, the <laughs> game. he was ready to go from the start. But I, I'm just saying like, if he can take that kind of mature leap, it's going to be very dangerous because you, you you can't prepare for the type of athleticism that he's going to bring off the edge when a JPP or a Shaq come off the field, because this guy, he's more athletic, like he's more athletic than both of them. Um, and you can't prepare for that kind of speed. I mean, we, we saw it for uh, Cam Gill when Cam Gill came in and did some little mm-hmm. things. And we saw his speed just jump off the tape. Like he can get around that edge quickly. And that's what Tryon can do. I mean, it's like adding a Noah Spence, but Joe Tryon is just bigger and more physical than Spence was ever, you know, going to be. I think it was even faster. I think Spence right. tied the four eight. This guy was like almost a four six, right? Yeah. Four, six, four five. So at six five, mm-hmm. come on, give me a yeah. break. <laughs> and long arms. I mean, he, he's got, he, he got, He's got the tools. He's got the gifts. And like you guys saw Worfs jumping over the Empire State Building. <laughs> so, yeah, like. I don't yeah. know what they feed these guys anymore, man. It's just crazy how they like this. Yeah, earlier we showed that video. It's just, it's, it's in great. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Gronk tweeted it. He's like, I'm, I'm so happy to block next to this guy. And <laughs> so. Yeah. And think about that. So we have our, our whole line intact again. Veterans on the line. Yeah. He's going to have to go against Gronk and Dovin Smith kind of chipping at him. Yeah. Or go to the other side, you got Tristan Wirfs to go against. It's just, he's, he has challenges in front of him to, to learn from, not just from the defensive side, 
learn your craft, but learn against two good left right tackles, potentially great tackle and Tristan worse. Right. Yeah. Learn as you go and just continue to get better. <laughs> it's crazy. But I mean, we, we, we were touching on the, the secondary, but we mentioned to try. <laughs> well, I mean, so pretty much it all, well, it all works together, right? 11 works. Yeah, so, yeah. so if your, your front seven is working that well, that secondary can only do is eat. Anything I said about Antoine Winfield Jr., about jumping routes, about knowing your front seven is going to get there so I have the confidence in playing my game, being in my zone, understanding where to be. Like SMB, if he's healthy, again, that's another guy we, we kind of broke down. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, he knows where to be. It's just can his body get him there? A lot of it, hopefully they're all on TB12 method because <laughs> they are. It's going to be dangerous both sides of the ball. Right, yeah. Yeah, definitely stretch out, you know, get those hammies ready, get the get the quads going. All right, before we keep talking down the line, because I want to go over the uh, the roster breakdown, because a lot of people are asking about that. Be logins mm-hmm. asked. Let's jump into our sponsor, Symbol, the stock market for sports. Uh, I know you guys have been hearing it. If you guys are new to the channel, check this out. It's a cool idea, cool concept. What is this stock market for sports? Literally, it's sports betting, but for sports, you can get your emotional attachment to your team. So you find your favorite team. If you're in here, you're a Bucks channel. You love this Bucks content. If you need to hit the like button. Go ahead and do that right now, but buy some Buccaneer stock. And then what do you do? You just hold it. And when they win, hopefully they go 17, and 0, you get 50 cents per share that you own every time they win. That's simple. It's like a dividend of a stock. That's all it is. Cool, cool concept, simple, fun, entertaining. It's almost bringing that DraftKings kind of concept into it as well. And then you can trade them like stocks. Literally, you buy low, sell high. If you buy a team that you think is going to be good at the end of the year, but this year there's no hype for them, like the Bengals or the Chargers, or who is it going to be? Buy them when they start doing good, sell them at the top. It's fun kind of like economics into it as well, but traded 24-7, 365 a year. Give, give it a look, guys. I mean, if you want, our link's down below. Hit that link. You get... 10 bucks, we get 10 bucks. It's something fun supporting the channel. We'll hit the play button to, to learn a little bit more about it. But otherwise, let's keep talking Buccaneer football and let's do some roster breakdown. Uh, so B Loggins earlier, way earlier, said, Who's going to win cornerback number two? Mm. So I think I know who you're going to say, but it's also a loaded question. But let's yeah. kind of break it down. So look at the, the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows numero uno is who? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Carlton Davis. Uh, right. he, he's the number one guy. He earned it, and uh, he's just going to get better. So, yeah, I don't see him losing that spot. Uh, that's going to be his responsibility, take out the the best receivers on the, on the other side, you know, that he's going up against. So, yeah, I mean, he'll be number one. Number two, I, I, I still I, – I think it's going to be Sean Murphy bunting. Um, I just feel like, you know, he'll be the guy that can play outside or inside. And again, when they're in base defense, he's going to be that outside corner. Now, obviously, again, like you said, loaded question, because defensively you're in nickel 70 to 80% of the time. So that means Jamel Dean is going to be on the outside. So technically you could say he's the number two guy, um, with Sean Murphy bunting playing in the slot, you know? Really, they're all starters, but I'll say Sean Murphy bunting will be number two just based off run defense. And, you know, when we're in base coverage, he'll be the guy out there. I couldn't agree more, to be honest. I mean, a lot of people are saying, yeah, Dean, uh, because SMB can play slot good. Right. And they're not wrong. I mean, a lot of people see Dean's potential of his length, his size, and he fits the prototype. It's just what can you do if something goes awry? If they change something up at the line, and I mean, you got to be able to be multiple. Jamel Dean can only stay truly on the outside. Mm-hmm. If they do mix it up and everything gets in close, and you have to start thinking. I mean, I would rely more on SMB, Sean Murphy bunting. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> Every question is loaded because our team is loaded. <laughs> hey, hey, it's great. It's it's a great wrong. place to be, man. It's a great place to be. Right. Lightning and the Bucks, but it's just when you look at it 
overall, SMB can do a whole lot more than Dean can. I mean, there were times he would drop back as a safety. There's times he literally looked like a linebacker in a short zone, following receivers. He did a little bit of everything. He, he kind of shut down uh, Justin Jefferson, that Vikings game. Mm-hmm. It, he did a lot of little, good things. A lot of people only see the bat of him when, yeah, they're, when you're in the slot and you're in the nickel position, I mean, you're in the middle between a lot. I mean, you can get mm-hmm. picked easy and yeah. you're in the, you're in the noise. You're in the, the trees, the big guys are pushing into you. You have to do a lot in that position. So I, they put him there for a reason. And I think if it was truly just two guys, it would be SMB, even though I really do like Jamel Dean's game. It's just, I view, I view SMB as what he can do is a lot more multiple than what Dean can do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and, and there's this is not a you know discredit to Jamel. I mean, Jamel is uh, I mean he's a unicorn in in the way right. he's built. You know the way he's built. I mean he looks like a linebacker out there, but he can run fast. You know he can run fast. You know vertically, uh, he just struggles with the short area quickness going you know east and west. But I mean when you look at him and his his ability to lock players down on the outside. I mean obviously we saw it. I mean his potential is, is there and we showed it in his him his film study as far as just taking guys all out of the play completely. Um so yeah, definitely he's got potential to be you know number one corner, but he's just the lack of flexibility that he can provide it it just kind of hinders him. But if you want him to just play man on man, I I definitely take him you know, as one of those dudes. Yeah. That's probably why they put number one secondary as yeah. <laughs> young. Again, they're very young. This is going to be some of them third, only their third year of production. Right. Look what Carlton Davis's third year was. He, he literally took claim to number one. What are these guys going to do? Year three. Mm-hmm. No, you never know how much more steps these guys can take forward, especially again, it's almost like a beating a dead horse. With what's in front of them, yeah, and the team that's still together, no one left. It's crazy. Uh, it, it, it's a very, I mean, it's just a very fun group. I mean, yeah. the whole secondary unit. I mean, we haven't even talked about Mike Edwards and just his ability, what he can bring, and so they're all versatile. I mean, you, I mean, someone brought it up in the chat. I think Frank G said it. I mean, Antoine Winfield can play the slot. You can put, you know, Edwards in the slot. You can do a lot of different things with this group and. They showed it in the Super Bowl and the way they can maximize their coverages. And, you know, Jordan Whitehead, again, just playing extra linebacker position and doing all sorts of different things against the tight ends and running backs that you have to go up against. Really fun. That is a good word to put. Fun yeah. on both sides of the ball and just loaded. And, and Devin White, you know, knowing what to do in coverage. I mean, that. Could you imagine if that man got <laughs> just that second? Oh, my God. Like, that helps out the secondary the most. Like if he's in the right spot, that makes it much easier on the secondary. And guys, if you fall, have been following us for since the beginning of the channel, you know, we've been hard on Devin white since he's been drafted. You're, you're drafted top five. You're a middle linebacker. You, you better be damn good. Mm-hmm. Every year. He's just showing more and more like just, he's always had athleticism, but it's just more using that in a functional space being able to read what's going on and to run the right way, mm-hmm. being right zone coverage, not run around circling, which we've shown before in the past. He just had no idea where he was. He just mm-hmm. spin around. And actually, do I still have that? Oh, wait. Oh, I don't have it. <laughs> I hope I had a gift. But I mean, Devin White, if he takes another step forward, he could be in the conversation for MVP, league MVP for the defense, like defensive oh, yeah. player of the year. Like it's, that's how good of a player he is. And mm-hmm. we bought it so many times. Like he needs to get better this, this, and this, but it's just, he has the ability. It's just how much is he going to allow to happen? <laughs> it's more him fighting him than anything. Yeah, definitely. But, oh, I got, we almost got to make this a shirt. Mm-hmm. But receivers and tight ends wide ass open. <laughs> How many times do we say this uh, on a chat? Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I've pitched it to Gene before, and I, I think he's going to try to get it made as a shirt. So, you know, he's got his friends with uh, Smack Apparel. So hopefully they can do that. I, I know he's told me before, like, if you want to design a shirt, just send in something and they'll usually make it for us. So 
that's something to look into. Sure. Yeah, well, that's something we say a whole lot on here. Yeah. We're going to be ass open. It's going to be true, man. It's going to be true. I mean, you put Scotty, you put Scotty Miller in there. He's going to be open pretty much every play. So it, it's going to be just cool to watch. It's tough. It's going to be real tough for anyone. Uh, but looking at the roster again, we've touched on it before, but mm-hmm. who else do you see as a position battle? I know we mentioned special teams. Who's going to win gunner positions? Yeah. Uh, secondary, we're kind of touching who's number two and at corner. But what other position group or area do you see as your favorite battle? I mean, does does Aaron Stinney have any shot of – taking over Alex Kappa like does he have a chance to do that I mean personally I I don't see it I think Kappa is a better player but I mean you never know I mean Stinney with that experience that he got does he take another step forward does he become more consistent does Kappa regress because of the injury that he had I mean those are things to consider um also Kappa going into a contract year so it's like hmm <laughs> I mean Let- let me take a moment just to truly appreciate what we have right now. And those two guys, if y'all don't remember the open door, that was the right guard position, Caleb Beninock. Oh, man. Well, we could talk worse. Heart, it gives you heartburn <laughs> just thinking about it. So you guys listen to our podcast back in the day. Holy hell. If you could ream a player. <laughs> I think. Him. I think I remember we took like the whole hour just talking about that. <laughs> one <day. laughs> I mean, it was that bad. I mean, and just breaking down the film is like, uh, he's like beat every other play. It was like one out of five. Okay. You made a great, you made an okay play. And then, yeah, it just didn't work out. I know they, um, it, what was it? It was him. He was a draft pick, uh, 2016. But before that, they, they tried to have, um, Kadeem Edwards, but they, they trade for Logan Mankins. Mankins was a, you know, solid, but he was the left guard. I think Ali was playing center or whatever, right guard or what have you, but he was right. And then he, yeah. went, to- then he went to center. That's right. right. That, that, yeah. that messed up the whole thing, but, uh, <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was Caleb and I forget who else they brought in to battle with Caleb. I think there was another guy that was a veteran, wasn't Joe? Was it Joe Holly? No, Joe Holly was the other guy. He was playing center, and then I, I forget. There was like another Evan Smith in there a couple of times, right? Evan Smith, yeah, yeah, him, and I want to say there was one more veteran. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it's nice to appreciate that we have a, a solid group at the front five. I mean, by no means are they elite, but Alex Kappa is more than capable. Aaron Stinney, for what he did in the Super Bowl, I mean. Yes, they got the ball out fast, ran the ball more, but still, he, he mm-hmm. wasn't a liability. Right. It's a big thing. There were times where we were just like, play, just get rid of the ball, just run it. Never mind, you can't run it because you get bowled, bowled over. Yeah. I mean, that that's awesome. Whoever wins that is going to be helping us. I mean, it's iron sharpens iron. Iron is another thing we kind of talk about. I think Kappa wins it. I think mm-hmm. that's just a starter. He earned it for time after time. If Sydney wins it, he deserved it. So we'll see. I mean, that's probably, that is probably an unsung position battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy that kind of came up into the Super Bowl as opposed to a guy that played the whole season, who does win it? We'll see. And that, other than that, I mean, you, everyone just, the obvious one is running back. I guess yeah. if you want to touch on that one more time. Yeah, I mean, running back, it's like who's going to be, I guess, the first guy in there to, to start the game. I mean, all of them are going to get opportunities. It's just like, who's going to get more featured. Uh, so, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see who takes what steps forward. Can Rojo catch the ball consistently for like the first time in his life? Like if that happens, like, I mean, it's, it's lights out. Like, can he become more natural catching the ball? Can he find a way to be consistent and pass blocking it? You know, a lot of those questions remain to be seen. Or you could, you know, reverse that and say, hey, does Keyshawn Vaughn just continue to get better? And maybe he explodes onto the scene, um, you know, as, as front office in the Bucks, you know, I, I think they're looking for something like that to happen. You know, and obviously the coaching staff, same thing. They want someone to go out there and, and take that position um, because it just makes your offense that much more diverse when you don't have to put in a running back knowing 
what he's going to give you. Like we know when Rojo's in the game, most likely he's going to get the football running it, you know, it just, and, and he, you don't really have to guard him on defense if he's going out for a pass. So it's like, it, it just makes the, the offense more dangerous. It, it makes the defense have to respect it. So it just helps you out that way. Yeah. I mean, it's the truth. It's, who, it's pretty much the biggest thing. Does Keyshawn Vaughn naturally just take the position? Does Raul Jones – I mean, it's almost like the same thing as saying James Winston's going to get better in this fifth year or sixth year. Yeah. And I, I just don't know if Raul Jones we, – we, Yeah, we tried to push that for so long, and it just – we got to the point where, like, nope, it's not going to happen. And then we got called haters, and yeah, that was a, that was a fun time in the podcast world. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, team over player. That's all you're going to say. Right. But uh, let's jump over to, let's see if any opportunity for you guys to call in. Kind of put the number down below, Pless. Yeah. I uh, we're going to try and start implementing. If you guys want to start slowly calling in to, to kind of talk to us, have any questions you have that we haven't answered, or if you guys want to just get your voice out on the, the live stream, just to hear yourself talk and mention some buck football. But uh, as you guys see in the bottom of the line, call in number 813-485-4446. Try to make it the easiest number possible to call in. <laughs> I wish it could have been like bucks to the ship. First like that, 813 bucks to the ship, but yeah. it didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, one other funny thing, speaking of the ship, uh, look at old Lord Stanley. What the hell did they do? <laughs> they wanted to drink beer. Easier, I guess. <laughs> I was just saying, no way. Look at that. Just, yeah. Hey, they rather drink beer than we <laughs> <laughs> love the Stanley Cup. But I know Tampa's getting a lot of bad hype because of that. Who the hell cares? Yeah, if you, I mean, you know, like it, beat them, right? But, I, I'm pretty sure that happens every year. I mean, something. I mean, the cup probably gets damaged. I mean, it's going to happen again. They can fix it, no problem. Well, wait, wasn't it one year? During New England's championships, didn't Gronk drop the the Lombardi, and it fell under? Or is it Gronk or so, some team lifted a a trophy in the air and then it fell underneath like their their party boat or not party boat party truck? And they're like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> it was, but it, it seems like something Gronk would do. I mean, it, it happens. I mean, the 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 Gators way back when dropped the championship basketball, so it hit broke. <laughs> so. <I> mean, <laughs> All, all this, all this stuff happens. I mean, it, it'll be fine. Oh, he hit a ba- Oh yeah, he hit a baseball too with it. Gronk did. Oh, okay. Frank, he said it, and Mark, Mark, Mark DB. <laughs> DB there Mark. you go. Um. <laughs> also, I was reading up. I guess uh, some other team back in the '60s put it in a bonfire. Put Stanley yeah. Cup in a bonfire. That's pretty <laughs> bad. That's pretty damn bad. That's a lot worse than just dropping it or right. denting it like that. They did it on purpose. I guess. I mean, I was uh, I didn't read the full story, but like it was something they put out there. Don't think this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you want it, you deserve to do what you want with it for I mean, yeah, don't don't shatter it. I guess the the Gators one's pretty damn bad. <laughs> but accidents yeah. happen, right? Yeah, so they do. hell, Tom Brady, I hope we win it again. I hope he throws it even farther. He says, back up. <laughs> Let's do this for real. Make sure Cam Brate's there to catch it. Right? Oh. Uh, it, and it's funny, I guess the Tampa, what was it? The retrieval squad or something was there on site in case they mm-hmm. tried to throw it. Yeah. God, that was funny. <laughs> Sacrilegious? Really? Is that not that bad? Come on now. They they earned it. They can do what they want with it. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's right? going to it's going to Montreal to get fixed, which is kind of funny. So yeah, they'll get it back and tour around with it. Pat Maroon doing Pat Maroon things. So he's going to get the full blame. I wonder who it truly was. <laughs> Number one bullshit. That's what I'm going to say who it was. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> was the one that caught on camera with it. That's that's the, the great saying from now on. Number one. Number one bullshit. <laughs> it is funny. It but is guys, great. don't be scared. Don't be anxious. You guys want to talk? Unless we just answered everything. I think we did. Everyone we ran did. out of questions. Right? <laughs> we did answer everything. Hit the like button then. At least do that for us. We'll Walk to, on, great. Yeah, we'll have to put it out earlier next time. Yeah, well, 
It's something we're testing. You can be the, you can be known as the first caller to call in on Real Box Talk. Right. It's high, per, high prestige. Prestigious. Yep. Movie pres, the prestige. That was you. <laughs> yeah. Other, other than that, I mean, hype for this season. Over or under five sacks, Joe Tryon. Mm, I say right, right at five. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Because wasn't uh, Noah Spence's rookie season five and a half? Yeah. Let's put it at that five and a half. Is he beat? Does Noah he beat Spence? it? I'll give him. I'll give him six. Ooh, I give him six. Really? Yeah. Damn that. Oh, nope. do we get a call? Get a call. Let's see. Oh nope. I think that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a better call. <laughs> got too excited. <laughs> I did get excited, but that that was actually a different. That's actually my phone number. I was just putting up the other phone number. <laughs> I was just I just got. That. I was like, I was yeah. There it is. Yep. Uh, I was about to accept it too. I was like, oh, there it is. Oh no. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Be on the air. Uh, All right. But unless that was someone that was in there, I'm pretty sure that was just my my phone call. No. Oh no, it was. Call call back, or I'm gonna call right now. Actually, here we go. Wait a minute. <laughs> I fudged up. I'm calling you guys. Got it. Actually, you know what? Call right back. I thought that was something else. <laughs> I call guys. <laughs> I got all excited. I'm trying to work this whole new phone call-in system. That's why we're actually asking you guys to call in. So mm-hmm. one more time, if please. Uh, but I'm going to say Joe Tryon's going to get under. I mean, I, at five and a half with the guys that's in front of him, it's going to be tough. No Spence had so much more playing time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. But, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, he could have a lot of one-on-one opportunities, especially if he's on third down and could get, you know, more than – We've seen because again, you have that extra extra pass rusher. There we go. Okay, now they're calling back. Let's see who it is. Welcome to the Real Bucks Talk live stream. Call Let's from see. David. David. To accept, press one. To send a voicemail, press two. Come on in, David. To accept, press one. Oh, to send see. a voicemail, press two. <laughs> oh my gosh, David! <laughs> what happened? <laughs> David, I don't know what's going on with this. I, I don't know. <laughs> Good thing we're doing test runs. He's calling. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, what in the world's going on? He's calling for prison. <laughs> for prison, damn. No, that's not that's not what we have set up. That's yeah. It, this is it's it's messed up. Uh, David, if you can call one more, you'd be the best Robux sock fan in the world. <laughs> hey, it's all user error from our side, but. I'm glad you guys are enjoying. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that's David. <laughs> yeah, David. Hey, one more shot. Like, it, if it isn't, you can hit a hit a down button then because I'm <laughs> messing up. That's this is all my fault. I can't believe this doesn't messed up like that. Forgive me, David. Ah, Ken Smith laughing hype. Yeah, uh, and then. Pac-Man 504, does AB get 1K? Oh, oh, now we got another unknown caller. Let's see. Who is this one? Michael. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. All right. Hello? Call from? Uh, David. David. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. See, this time. David, are you on with Robux Talk live? Hey, yes, David, we got it. <laughs> What's up, David? Good job. Welcome to Real Bucks Talk, David. How um, you doing? Give us give us your opinion. What's going on? Um, actually, I don't have an opinion. I just wanted to be the first caller. Heck yeah. But, there you go. Uh, I, I, I enjoy your um, channel a lot. I listen to it. Your podcast. I don't know much about football. I never really played. You know, I was, um, I never played for like, uh, any kind of organized football. So it's always interesting to, uh, help me enjoy it more. Your podcast does. So that's why I just, I call it. So, um, my only opinion, I think 
Wait, are you there? Yeah, Hello? we're still here. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I'd say my only opinion would be that I think the announcers we get for the Bucks game stink. <laughs> like when they played AFC teams, we had really great announcers. Hmm. What do you guys think? Yeah, you like you like our announcers. It seems like they don't really talk about the game much. They just talk about other stories. Yeah, I mean it, it's a very story, you know, driven. You know, as far as yeah. you know, the broadcast now, it's not really. It seems like they don't have much time to go into the X's and O's. Again, it's a it, once the, the the drive is going, it's fast paced, so they don't have a lot of time to go over the the replays, and that's something why we you know we do what we do. yeah that's why we do what we do you know try to break it down and and really show what's happening to help fans understand the game a little bit better. Yeah, that's the best uh-huh. part about it when you yeah. actually see it at the end of it, like the catch twenty two of it all, right? And you get to see. A play develop. It's something plus mm. always mentions. It's don't just watch the football, watch everyone else. And you see a play created. It's exactly. like falling back into position, the defensive shifts that's yeah. going on. It's so crazy to see. And it's fun to evaluate it after. And it's something we really enjoy doing. It's a beautiful and, thing. Yeah. Right? So, I'm glad yeah, you guys appreciate guys it. All moving together. It's like yeah, a flow. I certainly do. I certainly do. It made it much more enjoyable to watch just because, I mean, you think about the coordination that takes to just do like 11 guys all trying to do something together while somebody's running onto you. That just seems like a, so it's very, it's really fun to watch. I played hockey, so I kind of know what that's like, but you don't really set up stuff. You know, you never, you don't really um, like line up and make a plan and then do it when you play hockey. It's not that kind of a game. So, yeah, you guys really explain it well. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. I'm glad you like the content as well. Yep. yep. And thank you for being the yeah, very yeah, first great. caller on the Real Bucks, Real Bucks Talk live stream. I'm glad I got you. Now you got it working. That'll work every time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, you're the tester. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah. Three times a charm. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. It was all user error. <laughs> but thank you very much, David. All right. Have a good night. And thank you again. Have a good one, man. Bye. Me too. That was awesome. It works. It works, guys. Thanks, David. <laughs> hey, Pac-Man 504, you wanted to call in, jump on in the chat. Bring yeah, it in. I think that was Michael, so let's see if we can get him on. All right. If we get one more on, let's let's, let's get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was cool. I like yeah. interacting with you guys. I mean, yeah, and it's it's not like you need to be a professional guy to analyze this stuff. I mean, we're, we're just super fans. I mean, yeah. everyone's played – Backyard football, just wondered what's going on. I mean, with today's information at your fingertips, literally just look up a formation, what involves it, and see it in action when you look on the TV. When you look at the game film that we see, we just see it coming into fruition. It's just not something you had to go play it for 20 years and people get so mad. Oh, did you play the game? (laughs) Yeah, neither neither Mark or I played uh, organized football. At least I I don't think you did, Mark. You didn't play football organized, did you? Yeah, no. I didn't either. So, I mean, the most I played was flag football, and that was, you know, when I was under 12. So, yeah, I mean, we just really students of the game. We just learned it and, you know, really just been growing every year trying to learn more. So it's really just continuing evolution of your knowledge. And, again, knowledge is power. And, you know, that's something that we have in front of us, and we just put it on a platform so you guys can, you know, experience that with us, you know. It's been fun for us. I'm glad it's fun for y'all. Um, yeah, it's just something we want. We always want. He mentioned about the the announcers during the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Troy Aikman kind of sounds like he's drunk half the time. <laughs> 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 we shouldn't go that far. But it's a reason why we kind of wanted to start this, or I know I did, mm-hmm. was because sometimes, I mean, the late great uh, Steve Dumig on the 620 WDAE, I just didn't agree with a lot of his takes. And it was like, this is what the hell we have. Mm-hmm. And I'd get angry and I'd want to call in. You can never call in over there. Again, we're trying to make this available for everyone. And it's it's like, no, what, what are you talking about? And then sometimes it would just be, they wouldn't listen. They're just, no, it is my way or no way. Mm-hmm. And even some of the podcasters before when we started, it was like, that's what you're feeding to people like did you actually watch the damn play 
So that's why we're not just spitting crap, diarrhea of the mouth. We're kind of mm-hmm. showing you what we see to help everyone as a whole, as a, as a whole buck family, understand what's going on in the game. Because we kind of pinpointed where the weaknesses were on our defense while we were losing games or on offense, what was going on, what sputtered it. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of throwing it out there. If you fix this, things will change. And it all happened. <laughs> if you watch from week one to week 16, a lot of things changed. And it's, it was crazy. A wild ride, roller coaster, and cool first year at Real Buck Stock. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It's gonna, got more stuff coming. A lot of more uh, things to unpack. And yeah, excited for year two. We have a world in our pocket. Literally, yeah, the phone. Pick up whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, other than that, yeah, I, I don't think that next call is coming in. Uh, constructive criticism is a good thing. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I almost want to see, like, if I'm wrong, I'll listen to you and see, like, where where is your angle? Where do you see this view? What is your view on this? And I like that. I like mm-hmm. to make it me think even more, like, oh, could that have happened? Could could it be because of that? And that's usually why we're two is I think one headed way and plus kind of does it the calmer way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just more the jump, jump to the accusation immediately. And plus kind of calms it down. I think you guys kind of understand that through the show, but I mean, more voices, sometimes too many voices are a bad thing, but if it's valid, understood, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. But, uh, other than that, I think I think we're gonna close it out now, plus, because I don't think that call is gonna come in. But either way, David, thank you very much for calling in. That was awesome. First call on Roblox Talk. Plus, close us out. Yeah, again, thank you guys. Uh, thank you, David. That was really good. Uh, awesome to see. So, uh, but again, yeah, thank you everyone who was in the chat. We appreciate all the support, the questions, the comments, uh, the likes, the subscribes, uh, all that good stuff. Um, so, with that said, guys, everyone have a great night. And more to come this week, so stay tuned. Let's go, Bucks.